Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot and strong. Install a Ream. Names and the biggest games right here. Triple M rocks the NRL. Thanks to our mates at King G. Welcome to the Triple M Saturday Scrub. It's great to have company as we count down four o'clock kick uh, kickoff. Good, you'll be calling that game this afternoon. Yeah, Sturlo and Dan, and uh, we'll do an hour pre from three talking about what's coming up, and then yeah, the big one at uh, four o'clock. So don't touch that dial. Keep it right here on oh, the yeah. ends. Yeah. Keep it locked in. Locked and loaded. 3616. Uh, you were locked and loaded. That's, that's a little bit of insurance last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we established Ryan Girdler had a terrific week. Tumultuous. Mm. Uh, and we know that now Brent Reed is going to have an equal <laughs> yeah. week this week. Oh, after, the riffer uh, after you, baby. Uh, oh, after riding off South riff. Sydney, then Penrith uh, yeah. as well. And anybody else in your sights for the next two hours we have to share? Uh, no. no. There's no, no one left. No, that's enough. Well, yeah. We're about to speak about someone because he, he might. <laughs> that's he right. Might, oh. Poor Madge. 36 16. Uh, the Thai Power scoreboard tells me that result last night, South Sydney. So they are through to that grand final. Uh, terrific news for all those Bunnies fans. Terrific news for people who are interested in uh, great storylines to carry through this week. Those being, of course, Adam Reynolds, who uh, has was an adductor or groin. Uh, we're not sure exactly the extent of that injury. Certainly it stopped him from kicking the ball in the first half for most of it. Uh, he seemed to get better as the game went on. Sure, he'll be ready, but certainly that will be, as I said, the most watched groin in Australia. Uh, for the next six or, or seven. Well, seven. Maybe not the yeah, most watch, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair bit of groan watching going on in lockdown, Tone, but yeah, well, I'm sure he's going to be up a, there. A hell of a lot. <laughs> and the AFL's on this afternoon too, so... There, it is. There's plenty of that going on. Uh, in the AFL, uh, Benji Marshall will also join us. Cam Smith will get to Billy Slater, the new Queensland coach, what that means. Plus our Dally M team of the year. We did the backs last week. It will be the forwards to finish that job off uh, at the moment. Uh, all right, Michael Maguire, Brent Reed, and uh, in your column today, you mentioned it as also uh, Brad Arthur. Let's get to Michael Maguire first. It was interesting. Was it true? And this is what we were hearing last Tuesday when this decision was made that the board decided that Madge would go around again as coach next year. That there was, in fact, two versions of a of a press release. There was one where he was gone, uh, and then an hour later that all changed. Yeah, well, obviously there was um, uh, there was a meeting on Monday where Madge got to present to the football club committee, uh, and there was there was a board meeting scheduled for four o'clock that day. Now, um, we sort of got wind of the board meeting in the morning, uh, posted a story online, caused a bit of a ruckus. The club started getting hammering about this board meeting that was on four o'clock in the afternoon, afternoon where there was going to be a decision about Madge's future one way or the other. As I understand it, yes, there were two releases prepared: one uh, if Madge was sacked, and one if he was to keep keep going. Now, nothing came out Monday in the end because they ended up cancelling that board meeting because of all the, all the conjecture that was going on. And there's no doubt that presentation Madge gave to the footy club committee on Monday played a huge part in him keeping his job because there was there were some people at the club who were happy to move on and go in a different direction. Um, you know, I, I, I've spoken to Madge. I spoke to him on um, Tuesday night and, you know, he's sort of, I think he's been a bit concerned with the way I've spoken about 
that position because my view was that I thought the club needed to change. I thought Madge needed to change. That was no reflection on Michael Maguire. It might have come across that way, but for me it just wasn't working and it hasn't worked for a while now. Um, but we'll know now. He's got 12 months. He'll get the 12 months. And if they don't go well, then he won't be there beyond next year. Will there be any changes made? Well, they've, they've already... Um, well, there's already been changes. I mean, Madge's long-time assistant, Wayne Collins, is gone. Um, and also their football manager's gone. And that was they are club decisions. They weren't Michael Maguire decisions. They were cl- decisions that were made by the club. And in terms of replacing Wayne Collins, they want to find a defensive assistant, assistant coach who specialises in defence. And that won't be Michael's decision. So uh, the way it'll work is the footy club committee um, will will go and find someone. Uh, Madge will have a say in that, but he won't have wow. the final say. The final say will be by consultation. So Timmy okay. Sheens will be involved and, and the football committee group that, you know, it's the CEO, it's the head of football, Adam, uh, Adam Hardigan, mm. and they will make the decision. Madge will have a say, but it won't be his sole decision. It's interesting, isn't it? I, mean, I, I don't know either way whether it's the right decision or not the right decision, but having been there, what, three years? Yep. Three years, and, and those people in charge have seen what Madge can do and, and they've seen him in action over those years. Yet it's a Zoom meeting where he states his case that has convinced them. I mean, what was his, how are things going to change dramatically? Well, you know what, I think, well, they're obviously going to change the coaching staff. That They're hoping that'll have an impact because defensively the past three years have just been going backwards at a rate of knots. They've just, um, defensively, the statistics are, this year were terrible. So Wayne so, Collins gets the blame for all that? Well, at the moment he's the main, oh, he's the main guy to go, yes. Wow. Yes. Mm. That's he's the main harsh. guy to go. So, That's harsh. Um, it's like dropping a winger. <laughs> yeah. After a loss, get beat. but ultimately, or, Madge will live. Madge will now live and die by this next twelve months. I mean, if they don't make progress, um, if they can't sign some players in the off season, they've got one about one and a half million dollars. They've got four spots available. If they can't make some progress in the off season, if they can't get better next year, then Michael knows and the club know they'll move in another direction. So it's a, it's a big twelve months. What I find really interesting is, and I said this to Madge, you know, if they start next, and I said it to Lee, had you been tell us, the chairman, you know, they've said we're committed to Madge for twelve months, but if they start pulling next year, all hell's going to break loose at that footy club, you know, and the focus that's going to be on them from day one next year is going to be. Out of this world. So, so there was talk, I think, somewhere today, Rudy, that Shane Flanagan might be on the radar to come in as an assistant. Would that be something they would look at? Would Shane Flanagan like to go back into Shane assistant Flanagan at some would, point? I think Shane Flanagan would do it. But There's no that, doubt about that, it. That would potentially then make Madge a little bit uncomfortable, you would imagine, having someone of the calibre of a premiership-winning coach sitting underneath you waiting for yeah. an opportunity. Well, there's other imagine. guys. There's Brett White, who's the Canberra assistant. Um, I think he's off contract down in Canberra. They've offered him a new deal. Brett White, at the moment, he hasn't taken that deal up. He's a defensive guy. Uh, Dean Pay was another name that got thrown at me. Dean's obviously out of work at the moment, but he's a, uh, also out of coaching, but he's mm-hmm. a, a defensive specialist. So... Flano won't be the only guy. They're gonna. I would suggest I look at a few people, and and they'll be amongst them. Mm-hmm. I wanted the uh, Sean Way and the English coach to come out oh. just so he could meet. Ah, lad, up the goal, down world, lad, good old. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to introduce him to introduce him to Shane Warne, Sean Wayne, Shane Warne. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just one of those nice moments you could have. Well, Timmy Sheens is over there, and yeah. I think he's spoken to Sean Wayne actually. So Tim's still in look, England, and it's apparently his flights just kept kept getting. He keeps getting bumped off flights. So he can't is he get not back, back yet? He's not yeah. back. No, no, he's not back. I, I think at the end of the day, they can't, they made the right call. I think come a month too late. I think after the, I think most of us thought when the Bulldogs beat him 38 nil in that last game, that was it. Madge is gone. But the fact that it went on and on and review after review, and, I, and 
And I, I for one, am sick of seeing coaches on the merry-go-round get thrown off it, and and someone else goes in and just treads water. Every every in the last ten years, Tigers, how many coaches have they been through? Um, they haven't made finals in ten years, so obviously there's something wrong there. Um, I really do think, but with the, with the COVID situation um, and clubs not being as cash strapped as they once were, they are they are a little bit more reluctant these days to give a coach a payout, and they'd rather persevere. And, and sometimes it is better better the devil you know. I, I do think, but you said something about being him being uncomfortable. I think he's got to be uncomfortable, Madge. I think he's got to be uncomfortable as have someone nipping at his heels like a a Flanagan or a, or a, you know a, a Brett White or someone who has. Um, dead set potential or dead set goals to be a first grade coach because that makes your that makes you lift that makes that's like a player who if I'm if I'm a second rower and a, and the reserve grade second rower's kicking ass and I'm going jeez I better pull my finger out because he's going to take my spot so it makes the whole organisation lift if you bring someone in who's got credentials so uh, look I, I'm I'm I feel for Snoopy Collins because he's a fantastic bloke good footy brain but if you bring someone in like Flanagan who has aspirations to be a first-grade coach, I think they'd be a perfect mix. Uh, I think they'd be a great mix, and I, I do believe they need to make a kill. They need to make one big signing, like the Broncos did with Adam Reynolds. They need to make a signing, they need to make it quick, and they, made, they need to make the right one. I would also suggest, Reedy, that potentially at the moment it's convenient for the Tigers because there mightn't be really anyone in the wings that is knocking down the door for the role. Now, there was talk a few months ago that Serraldo might be interested. Maybe that extra year extension allows Sheens to come across, get his, his feet under the desk, uh, have an influence on the footy club, uh, and then maybe a guy like Serraldo in, in 12 months might be ready to move into a more senior role. Now, what, wasn't Serraldo going to make a decision at the end of, P- of Penrith's premiership this year? Or yeah, well, he has basically he already said, turned already the job down? He basically said, I won't even consider anything until after Penrith's season. So they've made over. a call without knowing where Serraldo is, yeah. potentially. Yes. Okay. So, I, I, and I hope it goes well for Madge. As I yep. said, I'm, I mean, I think been, everyone does. Yeah. yeah, we all like him. We all, I'm not, uh, Madge is a great coach. Yeah. I mean, he's won premierships in both hemispheres. Was he a little bit peeved with you? Was he when you when you spoke? What, what, how did he go? Yeah, a little bit annoyed, yeah. What, like what? How, what kind of manner was it? Without no, no, he, he was away? okay. He wasn't. He wasn't ranting and raving. I, yeah. I think he just thought my tone had changed a bit towards him, and and I said to him, "Madge, I don't look. I don't have an issue with you. I like. I've always liked you. We've had a great relationship. I, I think you're a great coach. But I said I just don't think it's work there. And I mm. think for the benefit of both, my view was that uh, for both parties to go their separate ways would have been. You know, would have removed a lot of heartache. But I hope he succeeds. I hope they make yeah. the finals, and I hope, you know, he reestablishes himself there because I mean, he's a great coach. He's shown that we know that we know what he can do. Um, just, um, you know, and he's a great bloke. Just writing the list of people yeah. who you've offended. Uh, <laughs> Brent, fans. Brent underscore Reed number seven <laughs> Twitter. South Sydney fans. Just no Christmas cards Michael, for Brent this year. Michael McGuire. Oh, there uh, think, see if you can think of a really nasty question for Benji Marshall. He joins us <laughs> next on the Saturday Scrum. <laughs> the Triple M Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. Love to have your company. Uh, so much to get to. Benji Marshall uh, will join us very shortly. We'll talk about Billy Slater, the new Queensland coach, plus that Dell M team of the year. Uh, that is what is happening right now. Uh, Benji is available in just a few moments, so we will get there in uh, one moment. Are you happy with the Billy Slater for your Queenslanders to, oh, yeah. as the coach? He's a legend, Billy. Legend. I think he'll do a great job, Billy. Fantastic. Will, 
And we can ask him when we speak to Cameron Smith uh, mm. in a little while whether he will be one of those people who may go in as an assistant uh, to Billy mm. wow. Slater. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, what, about Cooper, what about Cooper Cronk as well? Indeed. All right, mm. look, there are so many stories, as you said, already for grand final week, um, and that's only with one team there yet. Uh, the good, good vibe story, obviously, is Benji Marshall uh, back on that biggest stage after his magic act of uh, 2005, and he joins us right here, right now. Benji, congratulations. How are you feeling, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Um, what an introduction. Jeez, I don't think I've ever been introduced that well before, Damien. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, no, nah, feeling good, mate. It's, um, you know, I suppose for our club, three years in a row in prelims and um, not making a grand final, to see the, uh, I suppose, the joy and the relief last night of the boys after the game. And um, obviously, you know, Wayne's last game at the club and Adam's last game at the club. Um, you know, I haven't been in this arena for 16 years. It's um, pretty exciting times for all of us. It looked great that when you mentioned that, uh, the vibe around the players on the field, the emotion. We'll get to your specific in, in a moment, but just the joy of what this team has uh, got through to. A close unit. You've, you've enjoyed your, your times there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we're a really, really close team. Um, you know, and through this whole relocation process of the families and, um, and the players, is, um, what it's been able for us to do is for our families to get to spend a lot of time together. You know, I think we got the most amount of kids in the whole competition. So our kids have been hanging out and I don't know, we've just sort of, um, you know, really bonded throughout this time. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, you got to be have trust in the players around you on the field. And I think over the course of the season and then through obviously beating Penrith um, in the first round of the semis, we've built a lot of trust within our systems and within our squad. And, um, you know, it was only probably 10 or 12 weeks ago when everyone was talking about us getting beaten by 50 by Penrith in Melbourne. And, um, yeah, if we've turned it around from that to now being a grand final, it's pretty special. Yeah, it's fantastic. You were emotional last night, Benj, after the game, and uh, for for good reason. Um, you had a, a special hat on. Um, can you tell us about that, mate? Yeah, MG. Um, you know, it was a bit bit of mixed uh, emotions there last night. Um, you know, my my wife's family have had a bit a bit of a tough sort of um, twelve months. Yeah, cousin lost um, their mum to breast cancer, and then. Um, lost the daughter to bowel cancer wow. um, yesterday morning. So uh, the daughter, her name was Jess. She made a few hats um, that she raised money for bowel cancer Australia. And um, I was just wearing one of the hats that I, I bought of her to, to have out the cause. And, um, you know, just let the family know we're thinking of them. You know, sometimes you just need a bit of perspective as well. I know we play rugby league. It's for some people it's life, but at the end of the day, it is just the sport. And, um, you know, to be able to show the family that we're thinking of them through that time is pretty special for me. Yeah, nice well, touch, Benj. Um, on you, buddy. Let's just talk about a little bit about your journey, Benj. Let's. Um, I know you're going to do that. We don't know whether you know what's going to happen at the end of the year, mate. But you know, two oh five, you come in as a as a, a young kid, just basically straight out of school, take a team to a grand final, get it done, and then you don't see another GF uh, for sixteen or so years. I mean, tell us a little bit about the journey over to rugby and how have you just taken a a moment after the game? I know it's only sort of you know twenty hours or so ago, but have you taken a moment just to reflect at all? I have a little bit um, good. It's been like um, you know, one of those things where my phone sort of, I haven't been able to keep up with my phone with the messages and sometimes you forget the amount of people that are riding the sort of wave with you. You forget like, um, you know, how many people invested in your career uh, from coaches back at school all the way through to your friends, your family and, and just general fans who, are, who who have been beside you the whole time. So you, sometimes you can forget that. So last night was a nice reminder of all the people um, that have been around me, but yeah, my journey has sort of taken a bit of a, I suppose, um, 
a few different turns throughout the whole 19 years I've been in first grade. Um, yeah, it has been a long time since I, I've played in a grand final, but um, yeah, I played in, I think, three prelims between then and, and lost all of them. So uh, that was pretty tough. But, you know, I suppose now it's one more to go. And um, I, I don't want to keep reflecting about all these things, you know, and, and mm. forget about the job that's ahead because nah, true. we've only yeah. made the grand final. We haven't won it. I reckon if you don't win it, it's almost the same as losing the prelim. So, do you, you know, um, is there is there any one specific thing you remember from that first grand final week that you'll take into this one? Um, yeah, I think uh, just approach where don't change much. You know, just keep everything simple. Um, enjoy the week. You know, I remember really enjoying that that grand final week the first time, and, and not being too serious about the build up and not getting overworked or taking it more serious because it's a grand final, you know, I'm a bit of a character where I like to have a bit of a laugh and, and have fun. And Wayne's, Wayne's pointed out to me a few times, like in the sheds when I'm not having a laugh before the game, he gets worried about me, you know, sometimes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if I'm too serious before the game, he knows I'm, I'm overdoing it. So, um, yeah, and that's the special thing about Wayne. He knows his players and no, I'm just going to take the, enjoy the week, mate, you know, and try and keep these young fellas relaxed, have a bit of a laugh with them and, um, try and get the job done. Ben, you spoke then about um, Wayne, and Wayne spoke last night about the, um, when you called him and asked for an opportunity at South, and you said, I think I can win a grand final with this side. Um, talk, talk to us about that day and that conversation with Wayne. Well, I was actually going to retire, really, um, before that phone call, and my wife sort of said to me, well, why don't you just give Wayne a call? You know, you saved your career once, so you asked him for advice. And I was like, nah, I don't want to do that to him again. Uh, <laughs> I, I know he feels sorry for me and just give me a gig because he feels sorry for me. <laughs> so she goes, well, who cares? Ring him then. I said, oh, I'll ring him. And if he, if nothing happens there, then we'll just, you know, we'll let it go. And um, Wayne just said to me, look, um, look, mate, I, I, it sounds great to me. I've got something in mind. Let me just ring my senior players, um, see what they think. Um, no promises, but I'll come back to you within one hour. And then... Um, Sure enough, an hour later, he rings me back as mate. I've spoken to Reno, Cody, the senior boys, and um, they're so keen to have you. And oh, um, I told them, told them what your role's going to be at number fourteen, just to cover those guys and play anywhere on the field. And he's actually um, made a sort of a new position that I don't think a lot of teams are using this year, just with the use of me, where that player just comes on and plays through the middle like an actual ball player. You know, you got to see mm. guys like Dylan Walker do it. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, which I've really enjoyed. I haven't played those positions my whole career, but it's been something that um, I've really enjoyed this season. Now, Ben, you actually haven't announced what you're doing at the end of the season, but Wayne almost did it for you in the press conference. I don't know if you saw it, but he basically said this is it for you. Like, is that yeah. is that right? Yeah, well, I said to him, if um, if you retire, I'll retire. <laughs> he's going round again. So, I don't know. Is he retiring? You might think so. Uh, you, might, you might be the staff. You might be playing for Redcliffe in a you couple might, of years. Yeah, exactly. You might be the Dolphins <laughs> coach. Hey, hey well, Ben, Joe. All eyes are going to be obviously on Renault through the week, trying to prepare yeah. for, the, for the big yeah. game. None more than you, yours, I would imagine, because if he's out, you're in. Well, mate, look, this week, to be honest, I, I did all the reps from our training anyway because he heard his groin pretty early on in the week. Um, but like he said to me today, that's why we signed you, bro, so you can do my uh, reps. And, uh, I'll, just come and, I'll come and play the footy. 
like, well, mate, to be honest with you, I'm fine. I'll do your reps and that. But um, yeah, when the game's on the line, I'm taking the field off. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, always been a man who wants the ball at that <laughs> yeah, time. Which I love it. <laughs> hey, whatever. We, we obviously, many people said when, you know, Latrell was out that that was mm. it. Nobody told Blake Taff. This kid, he's great. The way he attacks the line from taking kicks to that cutout pass, the little bat-on pass, so the skills are sublime. Yeah, he's a really good kid. Um, I think you know the biggest thing with Blake is he has a really confident personality where he just um, you know, he just floats around. And he's one of those guys where if you let him think too much, he'll overthink himself and gets confused really easily. So we, we keep him out of some of the meetings, like the, the spine meetings and stuff, and we just tell him to go out and play his footy. And, um, That's what we do with MG. <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually just about to get to that and say, yeah, there's someone in there. You guys yeah. probably do that. I, I didn't say MG, you said it. <laughs> We're all thinking the same, Blake. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, some people are just better off that way, MG. You know? you 100%, brother. 100%. Just go out there and get the job done. Thanks, buddy. Benji, you've been an amazing player for so long, and you've entertained so many people and given so many people so much pleasure. Oh, yeah. Like for it to come to an end, um, potentially this weekend. I mean, you're not going to let it go. Do you know really the impact you've made? Do you, do you, do you uh, appreciate the impact you've made on kids and just people who love rugby league over the last sports fans 15, in general? Yeah, twenty years. Well, first of all, Wayne's trying to retire me now. The great Brent. Re- <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm saying if, I'm saying if, Ben, do you you appreciate the impact you've had on people Uh, who love the game? Yeah, like, uh, I can see it when people, like, people say it, but sometimes I get a bit embarrassed that I'm still playing with that stuff. Like, it's, I don't know, I just, um, you know, growing up as a kid, all I ever wanted to do was um, play for my country and and play sport for a living and to be able to do that. And then along the way, I suppose, um, inspire or whatever you want to call it, kids or... um, make people believe they can achieve their goal. Like, to me, that's special if you can make, especially a young kid from Whakatane in New Zealand, little town, probably no hope of making it. Like, can show people from anywhere that they can make it, then, yeah, that, that's pretty special, really. Hey, hey Benj, you're in, um, you're in camp at the moment. Um, now, it's been an indifferent year for, for all the different footy sides, but some have come together. Some have responded in a really positive way when they've gone into mm. camp and spent a lot of time together, and some probably haven't, you know. And do you, do you think you guys, and I don't like asking hypothetical questions, but I'm going to, you, do you think the fact that you guys have gone into camp and become a little bit closer, it's improved certain parts of your game that need that bond? Um, yeah, I think it's definitely helped us, um, Gerds. I think you know, part of Wayne's coaching makeup is he likes to build teams, and uh, you've probably heard him t- touch on it, he doesn't build individuals he builds teams so a lot of that is we have like team dinners every week where we go out and spend just dinner together um even though we are in the same hotel we don't we're not in each other's pockets you know we've got our own families here but uh we do make the most of the times we do get together and um as you boys know who have played like the most fun part of playing is the camaraderie with the boys and um the, the times that you get to spend with the boys on and off the field and you know, it makes it even sweeter when you can go out and win it and, and celebrate a premiership because, um, as you guys know, like the celebrations at the end of the year are, are nothing unless you go out and win it. The celebration after you win it's the best celebration in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 by far. 
by far it is. It's it's the best sporting moment of my life when I first won a competition. It's the one thing I, I miss most is is the dressing room. So that's why I understand that when players keep going because it's, you're a long time retired and when you're playing as good as you are, um, there's no reason to even think about it. I don't think at the moment because you, you look fit, you look fast, uh, not as fast as you used to be, but you still got you're fast between the ears and that's the most important place. I, I want to know more about um, this Kalamantangi, uh, Keon Kalamantangi and Sua. They, they, they've just gone next level in the last few weeks. I think um, when Sua wasn't even in the 17, I think that kind of irked him a bit. And, he, and since he's come back against Penrith, uh, and now last night, GD was good. Him and Kalamantangi are weapons. Yeah, mate. Um, I think they're two of our unsung heroes this season. And you know, Kalamantangi especially, um, you know, for the, the skill or for a big man and his work rate, like he plays, starts off the game at back row and then gets a little bit of time in the middle, but he's an 80-minute player. And he's developed that over a couple of years, but he's just gone from strength to strength this season. And Sua, like if you look at Sua, he got dropped, I think, seven weeks ago for about four weeks in a row. Yep. That's a, but that's been a masterstroke from Wayne because Wayne knows Sua inside out from coaching him as a junior in Brisbane um, and knowing how to get Sua to respond. And, you know, sometimes some players, you've got to know they need to either be a kick in the butt or they need to cuddle. And, sometimes, and Sua's one of those guys that Wayne... Kicks in the butt, and then you've been able to see the last four or five weeks, especially he's been one of our best players from that response. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's just the master stroke from Wayne, I think, from that that point of view. What about what about um, what about Cam Murray? Tell us a little bit about Cam. We know what sort of form he's in, what sort of last two seasons he's had, but just what he means to the group. He's involved in absolutely everything, and you guys had a really nice moment at the end of last night's game. Yeah, he's. Um, oh, in my opinion, he's a future captain, leader of this club. Um, Cameron, he's just one of those guys who doesn't do a lot of talking. Um, his talking has gone up a notch this season, but he leads with his actions. And, you know, when you play with um, great players, they're usually the guys that everyone wants to follow. And Cameron's one of those guys. Like, he's not the biggest guy, but he takes the hard carries. He plays the ball quick. He puts his body on the line every time. And they're the guys you love playing with. So um, Cameron's just that leader within our side that doesn't probably get a lot of recognition for um, being a, a leader of our side, but in my opinion, he's the leader and of our forward pack. Wow, Benj, what are you doing for the game today? Are you watching it as a team, or what's the plan? No, I'm going to spend the day with the family today, mate. I'm not watching the game. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get enough video during mm. the week of who we're playing. Um, yeah, I just hope good luck to them. I just hope they bash the shit out of each other. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would ask you the cliched question, then, Benj, and feel free to give the cliched answer. Who do you want to play next week? <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I'd love to play Melbourne or Penrith. Uh, <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. Who do, you, who do you expect to play, Benj? Oh, come on. You can't Mate, ask I, I, I honestly don't know, but I, I will say, like, uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, Melbourne should win it, but I think Penrith are really battle-hardened over the last few weeks. They've got, um, I think they're probably one of the fittest teams in the competition, and their defence, like, they only let them two tries a game, you know, and... To stop Melbourne, you have to be able to defend them and then be able to attack against them. And I think if they find their attack today, they they could get the job done. So um, I think in a tight one with five Sinbins and four 
people suspended. I <laughs> uh, could get it done. <laughs> Love it. All right, Ben. Uh, look, keep playing footy, but uh, can I tell you, I don't know, I've just got an inkling that you might have a future in the media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you go, okay. Yeah, Thanks so I'm much. I'm going for maroon job, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, You've Ben. You've got another week, buddy. Have a great week and uh, all, right, all the best. Good Good brother, brother, appreciate ben. it. Thanks, mate. Yeah, Later, buddy. What a genius. Benji Marshall joining us. He's just You're a good point. That was a good question you asked him already. I, 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 when I was you were asking him, and I, I kind of looked, at, looked deep into it and how many people he's affected oh, and how many young kids have played the game because of his sidestep yeah. and his passes. And it's, and, he's, it's he's, he's, just, he's, he's, his footprint of the game is going to be immense. It's not, it's the way he's been always, always great with the media. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, he's always kept his nose clean off the field. And he's just, an, he, we, you know, we talk about an ornament to the game. Well, Benji's yeah. an ornament to rugby league. Yeah. yeah. And when he came into the game, he inspired, you know, all the young players and the kids coming through. And I think now as an older player, he's inspiring current players to play yeah. longer and yeah. showing them how to do it. Yeah. So he's continually inspired his whole career. What a legend. Well done, Benji Marshall. This is Saturday Scrum. The Triple M Saturday Scrum for King G. Triple M rocks footy. And a big thank you to all at King G, pushing the limits to in comfort, technology and design. King in the industry that continues to innovate strong, smart, iconic workwear. And great supporters of this show, and we thank them. We spoke to Benji Marshall. He said he wasn't going to write off uh, the Penrith Panthers. We've spoken a bit about the Penny uh, Panthers. What about Melbourne Storm this afternoon? Um, when we look at that team, and you mentioned it earlier, Gerds, the Ford Pack, that middle third is enormous. Just the best in the league, yeah. and have been over the over the last couple of years. And you know they they get that rotation, and it's so formidable. They start off with Big Jesse and, and Christian Welsh up front. Uh, and Dale Finucane, uh, who's super aggressive and drives all the line speed through the middle. And then they, you know, after a certain period of time, they drop Brandon Wall, uh, Brandon Smith back there, bring on Harry Grant, and then they've got Nelson Asofa Solomona and uh, Tui Kamekameke. They're just ready to right. go. So, yeah, you've got to be ready for, for what they bring. And they're just a side that take full advantage of the way that they go about their business. They push the limits, whether it's with... Uh, the way that they defend with their big guys getting out at the edge, uh, the, the playmakers of the opposition, uh, whether it's around the play the ball, all those things that um, they just redline the whole game. And unless you can stay with them there and then break them down in certain areas, playing off the back foot during periods of the game, they just you just get overwhelmed by the continual storm wave because it goes for 80 minutes and sides just generally don't handle it. We're going to speak with Cameron Smith uh, a little while. People said, oh, Cameron Smith's not there. That's a problem. Uh, they just picked up, didn't they, NG? They're just the overwhelming barometer of the competition. Yeah. And they've, they've continued that since they came into the... Oh, I remember playing for the Western Reds in... Uh, we, 1997, we, we got word that we were folding um, in about October. And there was a call out that there's a new team going into Melbourne called the Storm. And they wanted half of our players and half of our... You know, they made the finals the next year, 1998. They won the comp the year after that. And ever since then, they've just epitomised they epitomise what culture is in rugby league. They've, what are they, this is their, aiming for their 10th grand final in 16 years. Cameron Smith, their best player ever, retires. Um, and you think, okay, when we saw some signs early this year, if you remember the games against Penrith and Parramatta that they got beat, there was a bit of arguing between Munster and, and Brandon Smith. Well, Munster wasn't getting clean ball and they were getting beat and there was a, we thought, okay, this is going to be a rough year for Melbourne. Yep. But somehow they just picked themselves up, they dusted themselves off, and they, they got back in their own lane. Um, and they're, they're, the, they're the juggernaut. I keep saying they're the juggernaut of this competition. They, you look at their four-pack, and, and we just went through that. They're, 
There's no there's no weaknesses. Um, they they the way they played against Manly in that first week of finals footy um, and so unselfish. They just you know Jerome Hughes didn't see the ball, um, but he would have known that this in the week leading up to the game. He would have said that you know you're you're basically going to get the ball and run and and get tackled and they're going to. They're going to, you know, merely going to run the ball off their own line. They're so unselfish. And it all starts with their, their mentor, the coach. Um, he just has a way of turning rocks into diamonds. Everyone who goes to Melbourne, example in this team, uh, George Jennings and Raymond Smith, they come out a better player. Dale Finucan goes down there from the dogs, comes away an origin player. So I, I, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by what they do. I think every other club is overwhelmed by what they do. And if you beat Melbourne, well, you've made a statement in, in rugby league. It's interesting you talk about Cam Smith, MG. I mean, you look beyond that. In the past, what, four years? They've lost Cam Smith, Billy, and Cooper Cronk. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And three of the greatest players in the modern era, and they just evolve. They just constantly evolve. Well, Jerome Hughes, Rudy, come, went there as a fullback. I, well, and, I, think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think a lot of them have. I think um, yeah. we had four fullbacks there at one stage. Nico yeah. Hines, yep. Pappenhausen, Drinkwater. They had Drinkwater down there. And, and they re-signed Jerome Hughes. I think it was – I can't remember if it was earlier this year or last year, and we all thought – Geez, they paid him a lot of money. Yeah. But you know what? He's worth every cent Jerome uh-huh. Hughes because he's turned into, you know, arguably, I mean, obviously Nathan's the standout halfback in rugby league and Daly Cherry Evans isn't far behind. Oh, Hughes, Jer- is right that, Jerome's, Hughes is right behind. Jerome's on that level as well. And, um, yeah, there's just a catalogue of players like that, isn't there, that have just you know, gone to that club and you said it just becomes so much better. And it starts with Craig and Frank Panissi and, you know, the, the owner, Matt, well, the, the chairman now, Matt Tripp, who's the majority owner. You know, he's a successful business businessman. What about what they did um, this week, Rudy? What about telling what they did this week they the members? The, so I think from memory, it's the um, paid members this year are getting a free membership next year, right? That's, yes. You know, a million, it's millions of dollars the club's given back. But, um, you know, the people of Melbourne, because... Um, they haven't seen them play this it's year. Five games, you know, the months or something. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the, 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 look, they'll never overtake the AFL in Melbourne. We all know that. But these have made a home for themselves yeah. down there, haven't they? And uh, just amazing football club. Amazing. Penrith would club. love to be able to get uh, some frustration into the Melbourne side, perhaps like when Cam Munster struck out with Liam Martin in State of Origin, mm. when he was, that sort of mm. that sort of idea. But they, because they're so solid physically, they also don't tend to fall into that trap. And Cam Munster is one of those players in big games where he stands up. Yeah, they've got a number of those, though, don't yes, they, Toby? He, he, he's the main guy, isn't yep. he? At origin time, when the backs are to the wall for Queensland, he seems to always enjoy there being a little bit extra purpose or to the... To the uh, to the moment, and, um, and and we've seen about, you know, Brandon Smith, and he's, he's obviously a combination with Harry Grant, but even the way Harry Grant comes on and conducts himself after coming off the bench, I mean, it's like they enjoy the extra challenge. Sometimes you feel like Melbourne would just go through the motions at the back end of the season until they get these opportunities at the yeah. back end of the year. Now, they've had two weeks off. They've, they've played one game, basically, because he rested the majority of them in round 25. They had that sort of hit out against, Mel, uh, against Manly, which probably wasn't the best for their conditioning and then having another weekend off and then going. So if anything, that the Penrith might be a little bit overdone, but I would say maybe Melbourne could be a little bit underdone mm. with that sort of footy and, and, and maybe that's something that Penrith can, as, as Benji sort of alluded to, might be able to take advantage on. But, hey, they just seem to overcome. That's what they do. They overcome, they absorb. They've been living out of suitcases now for two years. It's an incredible story and, gee, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. They're an incredible rugby league club, they to be are. honest. They're just unbelievable. Their pressure game on the kicker has been extraordinary. Uh, Christian Welch is probably the best at that. And they've also got a target now in Nathan Cleary who may be a little bit edgy with that shoulder, NG. 
Yeah, well, they, he, I think Nathan knows what's coming. I think that, you know, the the way in which um, Wayne Bennett and, and Ivan kind of uh, traded barbs the last couple of weeks has made referees be aware of that, you know, the blocking of the of the chaser. So that's given Christian Walsh even more space now to get to to Nathan Cleary. <clears throat> I think they should use Jerome Luai a little bit more today because he's got a very good uh, kicking game. So is Matt Burton with that left foot. Um, just as a bit of a decoy, you know, mix it up a bit. But, yeah, you've got to know that they're coming for you. And, you know, you got to – I'll go back to round three this year when Nathan Cleary didn't play. Um, we called the game at, 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 Blue, uh, at Blue Bet Stadium um, and Penrith won right at the end. If you remember, uh, Melbourne had an attacking raid. Olam had the ball. If he passes it to Adokar, they, they win the game. He held the ball, dummied, and Billy Kickow come from 20 metres. I was watching him – his play, he came from about 20 or 30 metres away to get under Olam to win the game. That's what it's going to take today. That's are they still there, take... Penrith? That, are, are they still there? That, 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 have they got that scramble? Have they got that energy, MG, that they had? At well, the they've got to find year? it, Gers. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but they've got to find that today to beat Melbourne. They've got to find that extra 5% each player to beat this Melbourne team. All right, I'm excited. Four o'clock is the kickoff. You will, of course, hear it right here on Triple M as we rock the footy. <laughs> Saturday Scrum for King G. Pushing the limits in comfort, technology and design. Just learning more and more about radio all the time. <laughs> so you're basically in lockdown living your best life because you've just told us yeah. that you like to watch football alone. Yeah, you don't on my like, own. On no, your I don't own. like people. No, don't, don't like people. No, well, I well, wouldn't go that far. I just don't like well, to watch footy with people. People don't like you at the moment. Yeah, well, that's you, true. yeah turning around. So what, why is this? I'm the opposite. I don't know. I just Me like too. to sit there and just watch it by myself. I don't like, you know. My wife, she whinges too much if the footy's on, so that's no good. I can't watch it with her. Mm. Although she watched the game last night, actually. Who do you go for, Reedy? Broncos, man. I'm a Broncos oh, fan. Broncos Long time right. Broncos fan. Broncos, yeah. Broncos, Went to the first yeah. ever Broncos game, actually. Okay. Lang Park, 88. Mm. Um, okay. uh, and Don I, yeah. Yep, that's right. I just like watching the game my own time. But so when there's a moment that's exciting for you, you don't yeah, like to turn yeah. around, you know, punch the air. Or punch, I don't need someone beside me to punch the air. I can just punch my own. Who's back to you, like, who's back to you, Pat, when yeah. there's something <laughs> going on? Like, come on, let's go. Yeah. No, like no. today with the Penrith game, we've, we've got, well, my family's, well, there's eight of us here, so there's, yeah. we've got a house full, but that's, I couldn't watch it in my room on my own. I've got to be where the crowd is. I like silence when I watch the football. Oh, oh my God. no. <laughs> what? Yeah, no. no. Unless I'm at the game, obviously. Well, so you, you, what, you turn the volume down so you don't even hear commentary? No, no, the, the commentary is so okay. I, mean, I don't like people talking to me. I watch the football. Yeah. I'd rather just watch it. I don't like people talking to me. Oh, is that just man. a general thing in life with you? You don't like people talking to you? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> it's it's funny, it's distracting play. with people talking to you and making stupid inane comments. I make my own stupid. <laughs> You've made a lot <laughs> out of that. Yeah, exactly. You are, you, I'm, I'm finding the, the more we find out about Reedy, the more I think he's George Costanza. <laughs> oh, that's what my wife, my wife says that. Yeah. Well, you are uh, just you yeah. are you are the Costanza. It's only alive if you believe it, MG. Well, we did hear earlier that uh, you, of course, had your mobile phone in the bathroom because uh, <laughs> yeah. you heard the, the toilet flushing. Are you are you George Costanza? I have my shirt on. No, I like George. Say, yeah, no, you, I kept my shirt on. Do you leave yeah. your clothes outside the bathroom <laughs> door? Shirt on. Before you go in. My wife always accused me. Being George Costanza, Danny Badiris did that, doesn't he? Yeah, he takes. What's the, Danny do? He yeah, stri- strips down, leaves the clothes on the outside, then yeah. goes in the bathroom. Mm. Really? Doesn't want, doesn't want them contaminated. You bring oh your phone in, good. lunch. Yeah. You said you take your phone in. I do. Yeah, take it everywhere. What's well, boring? Like in the t- I find the toilet really boring. Oh, yeah, I do too. If I, I've got to read something, some yeah. I haven't got a phone. I get a wallet. And I read the back of a credit card. Yeah. I mean, you've got to read something. <laughs> you got to. Just otherwise, it's wasted time. What did you used to read when you were younger in the bathroom? What was it? 
rugby league week all the time. <laughs> rugby, rugby league week. week. Oh man, I used to keep I used to keep all my league weeks. Yeah. My, my, when I left home, my mum and dad had them in storage for years. My mum eventually said, "Do you want these?" And I said, "No." Oh. She said, "Well, I'm throwing them out." She threw wow. them all out. I once had a, a, a drawing of mine published in Rugby League Week as a kid. It was really? the most exciting thing. It was a picture oh, of, the of little, Billy Smith. Oh, the little kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And I was like seven or eight. Has, of has it been around that long, that magazine? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really? Like, like, when did that come it? out? When, when was the Rugby League first? 70s. 70s, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. 72, I think. Yeah, something like that. It was the Bible back in the day, Rugby League Week. The Phantom Bible. A lot of great journos came through Rugby League Week. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Ian Heads, Jeff Prenner. Yep. Correct. Peter Bedell. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, look, we've been distracted slightly. I'm sorry about that, ladies Actually, maybe he was big league, Bedell. I'm on yeah, a, he was big yeah, league. Sorry, I might have got that wrong here. Tony Adams, was he big league as well? I said, yeah, Tony, I said no, good Tony was... <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Joke and mole. You're an alienator, aren't you? Mole. What is no, it? No, you're not. See, that's, a, that's <laughs> passive nah, aggressive. I love the mole. Just consulting with a list of people who hate the idiot. Penrith fans. That's it. Tony Adams adding to Michael Maguire, South fans, Penrith. Abby Coruscant. What's good? She hates Dally M. Now, we saw in a a split broadcast last weekend. Now, this week, we've got the top five who are heading or trying to get to that Dally M medal winner. Uh, we'll get to your thoughts on that first. Last week we did the uh, the backs. Why don't we have a run through of who you think? I'll go through the uh, the, the backs. I don't know. Well, I won't go through. It. I might go later. The forwards. Girls, you want to start us off? Who have you oh. got in your Dallium team of yes. the year in the forwards? Love to. Yep. Which position would you like first? Uh, let's go. Let's go from lock through to front row. Okay. Well, uh, lock was a toss up, but I've yep. gone with Isaiah Yo just over Cameron Murray. Mm-hmm. Back row, I've gone with uh, Isaiah Papali'i from Parramatta. Yep. And um, to you, it was hard. Angus Crichton couldn't leave him out. Yep. Okay. Uh, front row, tough. Um, Fisher Harris for one. Uh, and Payne Haas, the other, Christian Welsh, special mention, Junior Paulo, hardly, you know, yeah, it was, there's been some quality it. performances so far this year. And my dummy half or hooker mm-hmm. is Brandon Smith. Well, there you go. Okay, that's a strong old going to line up. Very similar. Yeah, very, okay. very similar. I've gone, instead of um, Angus Crichton, I think he, he served too much time on the on sidelines this year with suspension, but I've got Kikau and, and Papalihi. I went Yo, Lock. <laughs> Uh, front row, same as Gerds, uh, Fisher, Harrison, Haas, mm-hmm. and my hooker was Brandon Smith. Okay. And my uh, rookie of the year was Reese Walsh. I've changed things up a bit, Tone. I've, oh, I've, 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 I've manoeuvred, um, with the, I've massaged my team a little bit. Okay, how to talk me through it. Because I've, I've got Isaiah Yo at lock. Yeah. But my back second row was Isaiah, Isaiah Papali'i yeah. and Cameron Murray. Can I do? He plays. He has played on the edge. No, no. He's not nominated. Can't do that in that George. position. That's George, like that's he like saying in that position. you've put you've picked Tom Trevojevic a fullback, but you put James Tedesco in the centres. That's right. No, because Teddy hasn't played in the centres. But I could. He's played everywhere. No, I, look, I think Murray's played on the edge this year. I think I should be allowed to do that. He did for well, Origin. play on the edge. Did he play at South some edge, I think, at one point when Joy Arrow played some lock, maybe? Yeah, yeah but it's so, not a game like he might have played in the under-12s. It is, it is where they are nominated for that position. So, well, who's um, done these nominations? Ken Murray's not nominated second row. Who's nominated we lock. sent him through to you yesterday, didn't you get him? And you must have been on your own watching the game. Who are the other <laughs> Very soft Why don't you go with David Fafita? Okay, I'll go with David Fafita. No, Kenny Bromwich. My lock, I'll go with... Oh, it's not fair. I'm going to go with, oh, geez, that's hard. Cam Murray, okay? Okay. And then my front row, I've gone Fisher Harris and Welch. Fisher Harris and Welch. Yeah, Christian Welch. I've, I've flicked Who are you Payne Haas. I've fobbed him. Fisher Harris and Welch. That sounds yeah. like a, it's Why, more what's wrong with Payne Haas now? What's, he's a Bronco. I've picked the other two out of him. 
You said you fobbed him. What's that mean? <laughs> Did I pick the other two out of him? You are an angry man today. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. Put him on the list. Put Payne Arsenal. Put him on the list. <laughs> put Brent, Brent underscore Reed, number seven. <laughs> Brent, Twitter. Brent and Smith's my hooker. Oh, oh there's going to be no one left. Oh, wow. Uh, I, there's <laughs> other ones here, but I've lost interest now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why I can't pick Murray. He's played He's not second nominated there. That's the position he's played. He's got number 13 on his back. <laughs> Who's nominated him mm. here? Are you, are you saying these are the Deli M nominations or your nominations? As long as, as, long as you can't um, put Matt Burton at number six because he's been playing centre all year. He's played some six, though, hasn't he? That's he right, did, but yeah. he's, not, he's not nominated as number six. Well, so if it. you were to pick him as the number six for having played one game there yep. over all the other guys who have played yeah. him, you'd think that would be a tickety-boo? <laughs> so you've just given <laughs> one of the best lock forwards in the competition mm. the best second row of the year. Yeah. Does that make any sense? One of the two best second rows of the year. Oh, wow. Anyway. What about the rookie of the year? Didn't you be having a crack at that or not? <sighs> Reese no. Walsh. Reese Walsh. Okay. Uh, I'm not going with Reese Walsh. No. No, you're going with uh, Walker, Sam Walker? Schuster. 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 Yeah. Okay. Sam Walker doesn't That's get a vote. Uh, and What's Reese done to you? <laughs> Just right there. Reese. <laughs> 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 yeah, what about. Is this our second last show? Is this our penultimate show? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Does it feel like Maybe the penultimate forever. show? <laughs> it feels like it. it Maybe not forever. just for the year. <laughs> Cam Smith joins no us on the other side. Do you got anything to say about Cam? No, I love him. <laughs> For King G, pushing the limits in comfort, technology, and design. Triple M rocks the NRL 24-7 through the Triple M app. Thanks to Ream. Steady, hot, and strong. Install a Ream.